0: Driving in Texas is a serious business, and oftentimes things happen to good people. All too often, people who are injured because of other people's negligence rule out content in a law firm like Push & Win
1: because they assume
0: that they don't really have a case. That's not true. For your free consultation, why not call a law firm like Push & Win who not only want to help you, but put your life back together. Auto accidents and 18-wheelers can cause serious injury, and you need to hold them accountable with a team like Push & Win. Visit PushAndWin.com or call them at 713-636-5067 and Tell him Eric from 104 sent you.
1: Welcome to the Rule and Ryan show in 104.1 KRBE. We have the man that first you knew him for restaurants. Now you probably know him for a billion dollar buyer and the Houston Rockets. It's Mr. Tillman Fertitta on the line. Good morning, Tillman. Hey
0: guys, how are y'all today?
2: Hey, we're great. So you've got a brand new book out, Shut Up and Listen. That's the title that grabs you. Shut up and listen.
0: <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, so many people don't want to listen today. I even have people ask me for advice all the time and, And I I tell them something, and they just – they're so hard-headed, they don't want to – they just – people get an idea of how they should do something. And sometimes you just want to shake somebody and say, you know, let me tell you something. If you would just shut up and listen and do this this way, it's going to help you be more successful, you know, in life, in business, in your job, whatever you do, because there's just – we're all in the hospitality business no matter what we do and and i, I preach certain things there are no spare customers take the word no out of your vocabulary know your numbers uh mm-hmm. you know the nine the 95 five rule five percent of everything is wrong you know don't just look at the 95 percent that's right and on and on and on wait but talk it-
1: about that a little bit more because that was in one of those chapters you said 95 five that's Get to know your five. I think that's a really interesting thing for people to know who have businesses or work in business. What's the 95-5?
0: Well, it's 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 just the fact that if you walk into any business, you're in business because you do 95% of everything right. But it's the businesses that do the other 5% that is what separates them from everybody else. And so my thing is always look for the 5%. It's It's kind of like if you're and And this could be any business, okay, but mm. if you're driving up to a restaurant today and you park in the parking lot do they have a do they have a lot of trash in the parking lot? Do you walk up to the front door are there weeds in the in the in the flower garden or there a bunch of smudges in the front door on the front door window do they have light bulbs out you know right. and then you walk in well, that's the five percent are you paying attention to everything and and that already tells you something about a restaurant is how they're conducting their business outside the front doors and uh so that it's it's easy to separate yourself from everybody else and that was always how I was going back you know to the beginning is is that you can do things to get from point A to point B and be different than everybody else. You just have to decide you're going to do it.
1: Nice. We're talking to Tillman Fertitta on the Rule and Ryan show at 104.1 K KRBE. He has a new book out. It's called shut up and listen, hard business truths that will help you succeed because you are obviously a businessman who's made a billion dollar in fortune where you were able to purchase the Houston rockets.
2: Can you tell us, I mean, what was it like? When, at what point did you know when you wanted to like go for the gusto and grab the rockets?
0: Uh, well, I went for him 25 years ago and lost out, uh, and uh, you know, this time I was just determined that, you know, I am not going to lose this again. This is uh, I, I'm, I was a wild man, and <laughs> and uh, I think what happened is, is that you know, people don't understand sports franchises, mm-hmm. and so, and so there's never been one sell for less. They always appreciate but mm-hmm. on your on your on your yearly return on investment it they're not great investments okay they for what you pay and what you make out of it on a yearly basis is is, is not a good return
1: right but look at what jerry jerry did with uh, the Dallas Cowboys right didn't he buy them for like 690 million or 60 million now they're like worth 3 no, billion li-
0: li- li- $150 million, and now uh-huh. they're worth $5 billion. You yeah, know, It's the most crazy. valuable franchise in the world. Well, even Les Alexander, remember, he outbid me $80 million 25 years ago and sold it to me for $2.2 2 Okay, gross. These are real dollars. These, these yeah. are real dollars. This isn't Monopoly money. Yeah. And I think what happened is everybody else was trying to look at how much money the team made versus what they were paying for it. While everybody was doing that, because Tad Brown even called me, who was running the process for less, and said, "You don't seem to be, you know, checking out the numbers and having all the questions like everybody else." And I said, "Tad, y'all sent the numbers over. I don't have a lot of questions. I see what your EBITDA is, and 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 I'm 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 working on, you know, how I'm going to pay for this, <laughs> not at how much it makes, and mm-hmm. and and." And believe it or not, it's the quickest a sports team has ever sold, but at the time, the most a sports team had ever been paid for. Wow. They, they went on the market on July the 17th, and we signed a contract Labor Day weekend in, in September.
2: That's really fast in the world of sports. You know, i always wondered, you know, how hands-on or hands-off are you, you know, when it comes to, you know, when you see things that the team is doing that maybe you're not cool with? I mean, are you – I mean, do you consider yourself a micromanager? Not at all. Matter, matter of fact – uh, I, and I talk about this in the book, know what you know and know
0: what you don't know. And, and I preach that and preach that. And, and uh, you know, I have a great business operations team over there. I have a great basketball ops team headed up by Daryl. I have a great coach and, and, and Mike Gantoni. And, you know, are you the owner? Yes. Does everything stop with you? Yes but you can't get into the minutiae. I mean, I would never make a fool out of myself and act like I could evaluate talent for a basketball team. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's what they, I get up every morning and go to my office over there on on the six ten loop. They get up every morning and go to the Toyota Center and work on that. So how am I going to have the knowledge that they have? And, you know, it's kind of crazy when owners try to get involved in little details and, you know, now, do, do I sign off on everything? 100%. Can I veto anything? 100%. But uh, I'm sure not telling them who to trade for, or who to put on that basket.
2: I just got to be honest, Tillman. I'm glad I like the new uniforms. I'm glad you weren't doing a throwback to those pajamas-looking things that we but had. But is that
1: even your thing, Tillman? <laughs> is that something because you're not a fashion designer? Is that your choice? Yeah, like, to sign off on it. Well, you signed off on it. But are you, who who thought of the idea for the new uniform? Was that yours or somebody else's?
0: Well, we change uniforms every year. As a matter of fact, next year we really have something fun that we're going to do, and uh, that was my idea. And and uh No, absolutely. And my whole family's involved in it. And, you know, our graphics people bring us designs and we change them and look at them. And, you know, once again, it's a round table of people that you just all are looking at it and you want everybody to be happy and agree. Mm -hmm. But once again, I mean, uh, me and my family are the ones who sign off on the uniforms. So so you you you, you own the team, you make the decisions, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's no different than that radio station. They they make the decisions. But right. you depend on your people and everybody has an opinion and uh and you want everybody's opinion to make sure you make the right decisions.
1: We're talking to Tillman Fertita on the Rule and Ryan show in one of four point one K R B E. Tillman, did you um write the book because over time a lot of people kept um coming to you for advice or asking you can you tell me more about business? Because obviously you've had your hand in a lot of business for so many years. Where 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 did the book come from?
0: B- b- believe it or not, uh, you know, everybody, different people have approached me over the years and said, "Oh, why don't you write a, you know, a, uh, a business book?" And and uh, but when when a when one of the largest publishers, uh, Harper Collins, they called me and said, "Hey, we've been." watching you for a few years and, and, and we see your show, we see all the television you do. We see all these news articles and we keep picking up on all these Tillmanisms and all these little one-liners you use. And we would like you to write a self-improvement book. That's, that's uh and, and a business management book. We don't want a life story. We want to hear how you did it, so people can go and improve themselves. And right now, matter of fact, on Amazon, it's the number one business management and self improvement book. So, so we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. So, so uh, and 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 the, I always thought, you know, you hear about all these business people all the time, and they go write a book and publish it and pay for it when they stuck a contract in front of me and they wanted to pay me a bunch of money to write a book, I said, "Mm, this is interesting. I'm not even having to do it myself. (laughs) So, so, uh, so, uh, you know, we sat down and worked out a deal and it, it truly has been a lot of fun because, you know, I talk to the people that have worked for me for years and good friends that always wrote down my little Tim Tillman, Tilmanisms and, and to gather all this information and put it together. And everybody who reads the book says, that is you talking. I feel like I'm reading this and I'm listening to your. I had one of my longtime employees tell me that last night. I feel like this is you talking every word that I read. <laughs> That's and, good. Uh, it, and it is. It's a It's a self-management book, no matter if you're an entrepreneur, you're just starting working for a big job or a little job at a company or just how you get up every day and live your life. And, you know, it's taking the word no out of your vocabulary. It's like, why do you, it's 1102 in the morning, you just got off the call you're on a business trip in a hotel and you want to order breakfast. And they say, Oh, I'm sorry. We stopped serving breakfast you know, two minutes ago. And Mm -hmm. and you say, well, I don't want eggs, Benedict. I don't need a Spanish omelet. Can you just (laughs) throw a couple of eggs in a skillet? Uh, No, sir. We just stopped serving breakfast. Well, they can fix you a burger. They can go do something else in the skillet. Why don't you just drop a couple of eggs in there for me? I'm sorry. We don't serve breakfast anymore. It's 1102. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's, 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 we're all in the hospitality business, and we've got to take no out of our vacation.
2: Yeah, when people are too rigid and they are not willing right. to make any kind of a change. And I wanted to ask you really quickly, I mean, how do you feel? Because there were rumors years ago, you know, that Galveston was going to get gambling and, you know, that we'd finally be able to have gambling in the state of Texas. Yeah, I mean, On the seawall. Yeah, how do you feel about it Like, as far as, like, having it in Houston? Because, I mean, a lot of people are going to say, like, well, Louisiana will never allow that to happen. Do you think that we'll ever see a day when we can have legalized gambling in houston texas well,
0: no no i think you're definitely going to see it first off louisiana doesn't have any say so about what goes on in texas okay so i can tell you that 100 percent uh only texas can say what they want in texas and and uh it's changing uh you're you're going to you're you're your super conservatives are becoming a dinosaur you know, who are, who are against gambling and understanding mm-hmm. that it doesn't bring in, you know, the mob, it doesn't bring in prostitutes. And, you know, it's just another business today and it's entertainment and mm-hmm. we're entertainment driven today. People need entertainment. And, and, uh, I think in the next uh, few years, you're going to see gaming approved and, uh, the state of Texas. So yes, do I think in my lifetime, will you see a casino in Houston, Texas? Yes, I totally believe that.
1: In Houston or just in Galveston? Mm,
0: Absolutely. You're not going to get it just in Galveston. It will not get passed that way. It will definitely be passed where it's in Houston, Galveston. It'll probably be nine to 12 of them somewhere throughout the state of Texas. You know, why would why would Galveston get it and not Houston? You know, right. that, that that's, that's the old way. Oh, we're going to go do this on a riverboat. We're going to go do this on a barrier island. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's, ba- that's backward thinking today, okay? Uh, I've always said you don't just go give it to the horse or dog tracks. If you're going to do it, you <laughs> spend lots of dollars, and you, you want to bring in tourism throughout the country. So you make people build restaurants, uh, build nice hotel rooms, build convention space. Build showrooms where where you do it right. If you're going to do it, you do it right, or you don't do it at all.
1: Nice. Tillman Fertitta. The book is called Shut Up and Listen, Hard Business Truths That Will Help You Succeed. Tillman, we had a girl call our show today, and we do this segment called Get It or Forget It. Like, you're on the fence about some idea. You don't know if you should get it or just forget it. And she's been working in the makeup industry for all these years. And for 15 years, she had this idea of what kind of makeup she wants to sell. And she was asking us if she should go for it or not. We told her, oh, well, I told her, I, I say go for it with caution. You can't just quit your job and not know anything. But I'm like, you, you know. need to talk to somebody who knows some business Yeah, savvy. you got to
2: be talking to, like, you know, do you know a distributor? Do you know somebody that could market this? Yeah, I we mean. don't
1: know your your background stuff. And, and I feel like if, if she'd read your book or if she reads your book, she probably gets some good pointers on what it takes. This is not really just if you want to start a business or anything, but I think it definitely helps. Have you heard that? Have you gotten that feedback?
0: No, for sure. And, and this is honestly what I believe. You know, you have to have a dream, and there's nothing wrong with dreaming. But you're in the most competitive business in the world in the makeup industry. There's over 6 million different people in the makeup industry. And so how are you going to compete with them from a marketing standpoint and, and, and get people to know what you have, even if you have a great product. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's not startups that are successful, it happens all the time, but, but you, you, it, it, I talk about this in my book, is that you've gotta have capital. And if mm-hmm. you don't have capital, you can't succeed. Mm-hmm. And if she's making $75,000 a year working for somebody or $50,000 a year working for somebody, how long is it gonna take her to feed her business and at the same time be able to still live? And then, how do you crack it? And so, uh, it's just like I said, I'm never going to tell somebody don't try to fulfill your dream, Mm -hmm. but still make sure that you don't screw up your life when you're doing it, where you put everything you have into it. You're sitting here two and a half years from now and you're bankrupt.
2: And you got to go out and get a job. It really is almost impossible. It's almost and impossible so to wait, go well, from a rags to riches situation. Wait, you the, can't go from nothing. You have to, have, like you said, you have to have some capital. yeah
1: you do. but where do you get that? Okay, for those listening to this interview, Tillman, there are people a lot of people have dreams to open businesses or start something new for themselves. Where they feel like helpless. Like, I can't just walk into a bank with my $50,000 a year salary and say, hi, can I have a million dollars or 500000 How do you start?
0: Well, it, it, it's hard, and I started with a $6,000 loan at Memorial Bank out there on uh, 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 Gessner Drive in, in 1980-something, and, 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 and it just started. But I was always conservative, and one of the things I've never done is I never put my personal lifestyle ahead of my business. And and people start making a few dollars and they start, oh, I'm going to go get me a new car, buy me a new house, and the business takes a dip and they 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 don't want to give up their lifestyle so their business hurts. Mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever put my, I always looked at, building something business-wise is more important than how i live not that i live shabby but but uh, you know i
1: understand uh, what you're saying because i but think you that build a lot it of people, to a point yeah you know you're pretty conservative until you can be a little bit more i don't want to say flashy but until you can be a little bit more extravagant for yourself right getting a new car or
0: w- right 100 percent. but but i i don't want to tell this girl you know forget it but at the same time you need to map out a three year plan and how much money can you put into this? How much time and how do I still live and how do I not blow all this money where I can't pay my personal bills? Yeah. It, you know, so it would probably be better to find some investors and, and do it very slowly. But it's just how do you crack the market? What, what This is one of the things that I've noticed about. Uh, younger people today and millennials mm-hmm. and different people because they're much more entrepreneurial. This generation, because it's everybody wants to be a millionaire because of the tech world, everybody thinks their product is as good as anybody else's, and they're the only ones doing it. You know, it's when I'm doing the show Billion Dollar Buyer, I'm meeting with these companies, and every one of the millennials think their product is the best. Well, they don't realize that there's somebody down the street doing the exact same Mm -hmm. product. You know, none of of us are, are that much smarter than everybody else, and we always need to remember that, okay? I've built a company over 40 years, and I did it the hard way, sticks and bricks, one at a time, and and so there's not some magic wand out there unless you just happen to live in tech world and you have an app or something like that and you and and you didn't put a lot into it and somebody buys it and all of a sudden you're worth 25 million dollars or 250 million dollars but that that just happens okay and you're not as smart as you think you are you just sometimes get lucky but 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 for somebody else, it's, it's it's a much tougher road if we don't live in
2: the tech world. Well, I think so many people have unrealistic expectations, though, because I mean they see well that guy just made like a million dollars by being a YouTube star, right? Or that, let or that are, person. Let,
1: let me take pictures of this bag and put it on Instagram, and someone's gonna start paying me to be an influencer. And people think and that's everything all is my money. yeah,
2: they think it's just gonna be handed to them. And I mean, I know every generation says, well, the new generation is. Got a sense of entitlement, but I do think it's on a different level now with this
0: no it is and and it's kind of funny. I'm sitting here doing interviews and podcasts you know with seventeen and eighteen year olds uh, really? uh, the last <laughs> the, the last few days and you know out in california you know who who are influencers and but but it's not it's not easy i mean it's you know that, that it's a whole nother world and it's being an entrepreneur to do that is just as difficult. Is is somebody trying to start a makeup line? There's only a few people that are that successful at it. Right. So, you know, it it's it, it is amazing, and they found a way to do it, and they they have these conferences now, and and they all support each other, and it's like a click. And you got to find a way to get into that click. And once again, I'm not smart enough to do that, so uh, we'll just see. But it is amazing. It is amazing how they've done it. It's 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 just. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, because I do want to say, Tolman, that I think that there are a lot of kids like I have an eight year old, a six year old and a four year old. And my eight year old and six year old are absolutely aware of kids that have YouTube videos that, oh, hey, we're going to try this new ice cream flavor or whatever. And they're not in that mind frame to think that far ahead of what I'm going to do when I'm older. But there are definitely 16 year olds that are thinking, well, I'm just going to try and become famous. Uh, like Ryan said, on the internet or whatever. And there is some, there definitely is money to be made there, but not everybody's going to be the one, you know? So they got to have some kind of a education or backup plan or figure something else out. If you're starting out, right, thinking, I'm just going to be a YouTube star. That's not how it is. You got to start somewhere else, right?
0: Right. I mean, once again, how many kids are trying to develop an app? How many kids are trying to be a YouTube star? And how many are really making it? Exactly. Okay? exactly. It's, it's just, it's just, it's still a small, small, small percentage, and uh, it's still probably better to try to try to do it the hard way and mm-hmm. not try to get lucky, but uh, we'll see.
1: Oh, well, it's uh, Shut Up and Listen, Hard Business Truths That Will Help You Succeed from Tillman Fertitta. Uh, he's done lots of things to make you believe. I mean, it's true. You took your company. I, in one of those pages, I can't remember which chapter it was. You took your company from, like, what, th- $4 million to $4 billion? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was doing $4 million in revenue to $4 billion. But But uh, like I said, it didn't happen overnight. It right. happened over 30, you know, 30, 35 years. And, uh, you know, and, and I get into the basics on it. And, and I just I just feel like that it's easy to separate yourself from everybody else.
1: Well, Tillman, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. And uh, I know you got a busy day. I, I, you know, I really, one, one more, I don't know if it's a quick question, but when you got Billion Dollar Buyer, did you, did they approach you with that and you kind of thought i don't know i don't really have time for that because it sounds like you're really busy and billion dollar buyers Uh, seem to be something that maybe they were like let's do this with you and you're like i don't know it was really busy
0: uh, that is exactly what's happening and 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 it and it's hard it takes so much time and and uh you know even right now and talking about you know doing more shows it's just it's just hard you know the rockets really changed things because you want to you you want to be at those home games you want to go to road games and uh uh, it, it's added something else to my life that, uh, you know, it's, you, you do only have so much time in a day.
1: Right. Well, how so, early do you wake up? I always like to ask people who've made it in business and are successful like that. What's your, some people are like, Oh, I wake up at 4 a.m. I hit the ground running or I don't know. Do you sleep, sir? Do you ever sleep? No,
0: I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not an early riser. I mean, I don't get up till probably eight o'clock in the morning, in the morning, but also don't go to bed till two o'clock in the morning. So I'm kind of just the opposite And, uh, I mean, you can usually catch me in my office at eight o'clock, probably four out of the five days, (laughs) uh, you know, that's just the way I like to operate. And and it's, it's, uh, it, I, that's just the way I do it. It's clearly
2: working for you.
1: Yeah. It's clearly (laughs) working for you. All right. Shut up and listen, hard business truth that will help you succeed with Tillman Fertitta on the Rule and Ryan show. Thanks for your time. Have a great weekend.
2: Hey, thanks
0: guys. Have a good day.